This is episode 181 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today, Dr. Yair Adato of Bria.ai joins me and we talk about how visual generative AI will help you increase your e-commerce sales. So let's get started. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. I talk to a lot of merchants and they're all scratching their heads right now about AI, artificial intelligence. There seems to be a new uh, software solution on AI popping up every day. They're all very excited about it, but they do not really know on how to facilitate this technology into their business. Now, there's a huge potential and that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about specifically how visual generative AI will help increase your e-commerce sales. So with me on the show, I have Dr. Yair Adato. He's the co-founder and CEO of Bria.ai. That's B-R-A-I.ai. He has a PhD in computer vision from BGO University with a joint research from Harvard University. Yair is the winner of the Google Fellowship of Computer Vision 2011, one PhD in computer vision in the European Union. And as an expert in computer vision and machine learning, Yair has also more than 10 academic papers and more than 45 patents under his belt. So it's definitely someone to talk to when it comes to AI. So I want to like to welcome him to the show. Hi, Yaya. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for hosting me today. Tell me a little bit about what got you into AI in the first place. I'm just curious about that. I'm a math guy. I really like math. I knew that I'm going to have a PhD in math when I was in my second grade, like eight years old. So I knew that this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is why I went for math and AI, but I also really like visual. So eventually I did my PhD in computer vision, the ability, the discipline that helped computer to understand visual or even today to generate visual. Yeah, that's what we're wanting to talk about today. Now, since November last year, when ChatGPT, OpenAI really came into the market, everyone is talking about artificial intelligence, all the tools that are out there. And as I said, merchants are curious on how they can use that in their own business. It's a time saver, but there are a lot of other benefits coming to it. So let's talk a little bit about the solution you came up with. So OpenAI and ChatGPT is in a discipline called Generative AI for Text. They have a language model and the computer can generate sentences, paragraphs, stories like human, or at least to try to do that like human. We are doing something similar with visual. We have the capability to generate or to modify visual by creating a new one. So in the context of the e-commerce, you can take an image for your product, and then you can customize the image to your need. For example, automatically replace and generate new background. So the visual will look like it's in a completely different scenario. Changes expression with these capabilities to generate new visual. Thing that until today was only for a big brand with a lot of the budget and marketing teams and production. They now they can do that by simply by an app in Shopify, as simple as that. So means when you had a graphic artist in the past and that takes a little bit of time and all of that, AI will help you with that. Now, I was using or testing your tool the other day and it's actually quite impressive. Now, one thing that I think is always a bit of a struggle is you need to have the right prompt to basically tell the AI what it should do. 
Tell me a little bit more on how you can fine-tune it or what is the approach to write the, the best prompt? We have a little bit different approach in Bria and we try to build a solution in a way that it would be very easy to use. So actually, we removed most of the capabilities, of most, most of the demands in the prompt engineering. I think that what happened is that this technology came so fast and it's so revolutionizing that it's become useful and aware by the public before it gets to some level of maturity. And this probability is the example for that. If you will go in the shop app and will try, I just want it for Christmas, you will get something nice in most of the cases. Again, you need to play a little bit to understand how to work with the system, to understand what you like, basically. But you don't need to do it with all of this crazy log prompt engineering. By the way, we add some explanation when you generate a new visual, the system can tip you and help you to understand what you can do. Okay, now that sounds great. That's a huge help there. Now, there's a couple of features that you have, like enriching products and so on and so forth, that makes it easier. Now, probably will give our merchants, our listeners, a better understanding how they can use your solution. Give me a bit of an idea. What are the, the main tasks that merchants probably will use it for? We are focused on visual. And one of the challenges in catalog is to create good visuals for your product. And even if you have them, it's hard to personalize them or it's hard to adapt them to different holiday, to different campaigns, to different audience. We try to make this entire process very simple. If you know that there is a Easter coming up, you can easily change the entire store for Easter for two, three days without budget, without the designer, without no one, continue from there. If you want to test what is working better, a white background or more creative background, or maybe you want to have several images, then you can do that. I think that there is studies that says that if you have more than one image, the engagement is increasing and the conversion is increasing. Numbers say that around six to seven is the sweet spot of how many visual you need per visual. Great, six or seven. Oh, that's a great tip there. You said you can change images very quickly on the fly, store-wide for specific occasions like Christmas or whatsoever. How does that work? What are the steps involved? You choose your product, you go for the prompt, you say, I need it for Christmas and you get it for Christmas, as simple as that. The nice thing about the generative AI is that what you get. If you will ask something, I want this product on the outdoor environment with the forest in the background, this is what the system will generate. Now, what we do, which is a little bit different, we make sure that your product will keep exactly the same. We don't want to change your product because this is what you said. And you don't want to create a gap there. But the background will be different. Now, keep in mind that this is not a template because when we generate the background, we generate also shadowing, reflection. It will look very natural. You need to play a little bit until you will get the result that you like. But we see stores that once they get it, they become addicted to that. It's really nice to steal it. No, I can totally understand that. It becomes addictive very, very quickly. When you said the images that the merchants already have, and then you're basically changing them, does that have any impact on copyrights and all of these trademarks? How does that work from the legal side of things? This is actually a very good question. I didn't thought that we covered that. One of the issues with generative AI is everything related to the problem it raised with ethical AI, responsible AI, copyright, safety, bias. There is a very long list of how to do it in the right way. What we do with Bria, which is a very different model, 
we developed this generative platform, visual generative platform, in a way that it's respect copyright. All of the visual that we are using for the training is visual that we have the right to use. We put a lot of emphasis for safety, for bias, for fairness. This generative AI is a huge revolution. If you will have time, maybe we can talk why it's that big revolution. You need to implement that in a very, very responsible way. Getty Images. Getty Images is one of the projects that we have with the company. And they're actually one of our investors also as a startup. And what we do, we partner with many companies that give us the data for training. And we have a very sophisticated way to pay attribution when needed. So in that way, using in our system is safe. People will start to ask themselves, when we see more and more generative AI, people will start to ask themselves, is this system safe? Is this system respect copyright? Is this system respect artists and creators? And I think that it will be more and more important in the next few months. Yeah, I think it's a very important aspect there. And as you said, technology came in so fast. Everyone was surprised. Everyone knew that it would come, but it just came in so quickly that people are, and I think that the legal side of things will slowly catch up and then it's good to be on the safe side in the first place. Now you have a Shopify app. Tell me a little bit more about that. How does that work? How does the implementation work? I just want to say something about what you just mentioned. I saw Generative Air for the first time in 2014. And I knew that I'm going to have a startup with this technology. We opened the startup three years ago. No one knows about it. Investor asked me, what the hell you think you're doing with generative AI? And for the first time in the last 20 years that I'm a tech guy, the technology involved and improved much faster than everyone even thought it would be or participated. And it just emphasized the need for everyone from a store owner to a small store owner in New Jersey to Nike to adopt this technology really fast because the one that will not adopt this technology will stay behind. And it's emphasized the two things, the responsible part and the adoption. No, that's very, very true. And then I think the ethics about or uh, behind AI should be in the mind of everyone who's using them. But I'm a big fan of AI, but I'm also aware that you need to be picky what kind of AI you use in your business. You need to be aware what kind of results you want to achieve with AI and not just blindly use it and become addictive. And then you have a time waster in, in your business, which doesn't really help you there. Let's talk about the app. We try to create it in a very simple and user-friendly way. You can upload a product or you can choose a product from your catalog. You can remove the background. The background removal is, by the way, for free. This is not what we do. We do the generation. And then you can also decide that you want to generate a new background for this product to place it in a different environment. And again, there's many reasons why you want to do that. You want to do that because of a campaign. You want to do that to adopt it to a different event or to a different location or subgroup or something like that. And the idea is that it will encourage the user to engage more with your product. It will help them to visualize better how the product might look like in their environments. Does it make sense? Absolutely. Now we were talking about product pictures mainly, but a lot of content creators obviously need also more visuals for blog posts and other things. Seeing from your website, that is something obviously that your app or that your solution can do. Tell me a little bit, what's the whole rate of images that you can create with Bria? The use case is to take the product and to create from the product an ad, to place it in a different aspect ratio, and then you can use it in social or in mail or something like that. 
And when you can take the product and create the full image on that, some copy, some text, and maybe call to action, it will give you something very strong, which again, until today was, was limited to marketing teams and to big brands with budget. Now it's very easy to do that. We still didn't implement that in the Shopify app. You can register in a waiting list if you want to do that. But if someone wants to try it, he can go to Bria.ai, upload the image there, not in Shopify, directly in Bria.ai and create it. And even more than that, if someone wants to join the beta, email me and I will add him to the plan. The idea behind technology is to create automation. At the end of the day, this is all what we do when we implement new technology. The generative AI help you to create automation, which eventually creates something new. This is why it's that a big revolution. In the, the context of the visual, it can help you to create new ads, new campaign, new social material, no marketing, marketing collaterals. And this is the reason why it's so powerful. Yeah, and I think the good point that you mentioned there, just streamlines processes. I don't think it will necessarily take jobs away. I think a good graphic designer will be still in business and they will just have one more tool that they can use to work more efficient. Now, talking about the different uh, formats that you can get, what graphic format, like Photoshop or whatever, what can you export out of your solution? So you can ex export JPEG, you can export all of the standard uh, image you can also export that as a Photoshop, if you want to continue to work on that in a different tool. Uniquely, when we have an image and think here about a standard image, maybe a Getty images, a stock image or the natural image that someone upload, we're delaying the image to the background, to the presenter, to the object, to the text and to the brand. And then we can modify each one of them. And because we delaying and modify each one of them, it's very easy to do that. There is no pixel editing. It's just by interface or a text. And we can export that as a layer to Photoshop. If you are a designer and you want to continue to improve the result on Photoshop, you can do that. Okay. Now that's very interesting. Tell me a little bit about the pricing structure. How is that working? We believe that this technology is going to be very useful in the way that people automate their visual process or the supply chain of creative or the catalog. So we try to limit barriers them to put as little as possible. And we try to avoid the price structure that you don't really know how much you're going to pay at the end of the month. So usually we put just a flat fee, not that expensive. It's few dollars for the basic capabilities per month. And you can use it as many times as you want. Even if you will go to our web tool, the Bria.ai, which has the full capabilities and stock images, etc., use it how much you want to use it and that's it. It's unlimited. Okay. That's obviously a good start for somebody who wants to try it out. Now you're an expert on that and I want to pick your brain a little bit on what's happening in the next 12 months. What do you think, where does the train go when it comes to AI in the e-commerce space? Wow. I think that we will see a lot more of personalized and customized e-commerce and campaign. There's no reason that I will see the same campaign that my wife is seen and that people in Europe and people in Philippines will see the same catalog. Up until today, it was very expensive. ROI, the return of investment was not worth it. Now you can do that with an AI, it's become worth it. So I think that we will see much more customized and personalized e-commerce. For example, yesterday we launched, it's McCann with Unilever, launch a campaign where a user can upload his visual and get his profile, his image and get a new image out of it, like a superhero, 
It's a campaign that they have with Samos Day, Unilever and Brand, but Generative enabled this type of new campaign, a new way to think about marketing. So we'll see a lot of new idea of how marketing should look like. And unfortunately, we will see a lot of very boring, average, automatic campaigns that other generative AI platform will do with no creative person between or someone that take a look what happened. And some of the content that we will see will be just really average. So I echo what you said earlier. It's not going to replace the designer. It's not going to replace the content creator. It's not going to replace the store owner that knows exactly his product, his store, his audience, it's just going to increase their capabilities to do more. I think we're on the same page there. Nobody should fear AI. It is a helpful tool. I think the best way is to approach it with a goal in mind and then pick the right tools to get it implemented into your business. Now you said Bria AI is your website. Where else can people find you? So in Bria AI, this is the web tool that they can play around. We have the Shopify app. They can try it. We give a lot of credit to use it for free. Remove background is for free for always. Generative background, you need to play with that a little bit. We are now implemented another tool for Figma. Maybe it's another thing that we will see in the next few months. We will see more and more companies use these capabilities. And in many cases, it would be Bria and other startups like Bria behind the scene. For example, with Getty, everything that you will see generative AI with Getty, it's actually going to be Bria. Okay, now that sounds really interesting. I will put the links in the show notes as always, and you just want to click away and it makes it easy for our listeners to find you. Thanks so much for giving us an overview. We will see a lot of movement in the next couple of months when it comes to there. And I think merchants who start early will be ahead of the curve when it comes to their business. Thanks so much for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions, and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.